0: Today's episode of Lions of Liberty contains a little bit of adult language and a whole lot of fun. So hi the kids, grab yourself a drink, and enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to the
0: Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Claire. Liberty Lions, and welcome back to the Lions of Liberty podcast, your home as always for great conversations about the ideas of liberty, and it will continue to be that home here In 2017, I'm so excited about this new year. I'm so excited because this is the first show, the first Lions of Liberty episode of 2017. This is also the 276th episode of this program, which means that you can find today's show notes over at lionsofliberty.com slash 276, and I sure wouldn't want to celebrate a new year by myself. That would be really, really pathetic, so I decided to bring in some of my Lions of Liberty co-founders, some very familiar voices to most of you, starting with Mr. John Odermatt, The host of Felony Friday. What's going on, Odie? From Pittsburgh, PA.
1: What's up? It's great to be here in 2017, another exciting year after the fantastic year that was 2016. I loved it. Fantastic
0: year. That's a very contrary opinion because I'm hearing a lot of talk out there from people on the Facebooks that 2017 or, or 2016, I should say, was the worst year ever. I For various reasons, I guess the deaths of many celebrities we all hold dear. Prince, David Bowie, Carrie Fisher recently. All sad stuff, but you know, people die every year. And uh, I guess a lot of people are traumatized by Trump. So I guess the combination of those two things for many people, it makes 2016 the worst year ever. But you seem to to be contrary yeah, I, in the year.
1: I, I would guess it's all mostly Trump. If if we went and looked back at you know celebrities that have died in previous years and compared them and based you know maybe we graded them, gave them on a, a point scale or something. Maybe 2016 had a little bit more celebrity point dying numbers or something. But. I I don't think it was that much worse. I mean, celebrities always die, like like she just said. So I think it's mostly people still finding another stupid way to cry about Trump winning. Like it would be so much better if Hillary won, which it would not be.
0: All right. Well, speaking of celebrities, we've got a a local celebrity here. Uh, Local as in he lives right down the street. He is the former host of Mr. Johnson's Liberty Hood, of Rand Paul and Minuses. Some very popular features on this program. He is, of course, Mr. Brian McWilliams. Hello. 2016 sucked. Oh, no. we, well, we, that suck. we were getting all positive and you just brought us right back down.
2: Now I'm taking over. I'm taking over for Rico, bringing the show down at the very start. I don't. Yeah, I I get some people like 2016, but for me, very stressful, crappy business wise, had a lot of crappy crap go down all over the spectrum. I'm glad that it's over. And it ended with me getting a horrible cold, which I still have. So 2016 burn in hell. You can probably hear them. I took, yeah.
1: I took DayQuil right before this. I should have snorted it. Horrible. I have a hor- horrible cold as well. It's been, yeah, it's been a bad, bad week with the colds. Yeah, it's awful.
0: All right, so we're split 50-50 on whether 2016 was awesome or awful. So uh, I have a man here who I, I feel like can, is going to break this tie, well, one way or the other. And uh, he's a man who often does start off this show on, on a low note, as low as he possibly can be, because he lives in the city of Cleveland. No offense to other Clevelanders out there. He is, of course, our unofficial official legal counsel. Rico, what's up?
3: All I hear is wah, wah, wah. I have a cold. 2016 was terrible <laughs> says the man who just got married this is hilarious <laughs> what the hell is going on it's expensive OD- to get married OD man had a kid everyone's complaining what the hell is going on that here? was actually in 2015 so oh. well no one keeps
2: track <laughs> hey getting married is very expensive my wife's car died and now that's my problem because we're married you see how it all adds together know, to suck <laughs>
3: well,
0: the state says you are- must fix the car now like, seriously
2: oh I'm a oh, tool God, of the system. I have to up. see how it helps my taxes or not. Better help we my damn We all
3: make tax, our choices. Live with them. Uh,
2: committing suicide tomorrow. Show everybody. Oh.
0: All right. Well, you might want to at least let this episode air first. You want to hear, hear <laughs> halfway, your voice. And
2: halfway through, Brian McWilliams commits <laughs> suicide.
0: All right. But yeah, it's, it is wonderful to, uh, to have everybody here and celebrate a new year. A new year that we can... Go out and promote the ideas of liberty. That's our mission. That's what we do here at the Lions of Liberty podcast. And we're going to have a very special announcement coming at the end of the show just about how we're going to be doing that and and some of our plans going forward for the new year. So be sure to – don't tune out, guys. I know we're boring you and we're not that interesting, but I know you really want to stay tuned for this announcement at the end of the show. So just stay tuned in. Now, folks, listeners of this program, I know there's a lot of new listeners out there because a lot of people – have been sucked into this thing from the Liberty Draft. It was a huge hit. The recent Liberty Draft we did where we drafted, uh, did kind of like a fantasy football draft, if you're not familiar, with figures in the libertarian movement with the goal of building liberty propaganda teams for the 2020 election. We did just that. Uh, you can go back and listen to Lions of Liberty episode 273 and 269 for the two parts of that. And I'll, of course, link to those in the show notes for today. But uh, the results are in. We, of course, let people vote in our private facebook group the lions of liberty forum if you're not already a member what are you waiting for just type lions of liberty forum in your little search bar on facebook and head on over but uh, you won't be able to vote because the polling has been completed the polling is closed and i think it's time to reveal the results if you guys are ready are you ready oh
1: i'm ready i'm ready
0: yeah well i know you're ready spoiler <laughs> alert <laughs> so yeah spoiler alert um john odermatt the leader, I guess you would say, the the financier, I don't know what what your title is, of Team Make Liberty Great Again, you know, it was really close. If you actually look, if you were a member of the Lions of Liberty Forum and you went into this poll, you might actually think that my team, Liberty S. Pumpkins, won the vote because I actually am up by two votes in the forum. But the world is not confined to Facebook. We did also allow people to vote on our website, and uh, we do actually have a website, lionsliberty.com. It's lovely. Go check it out but uh that is where i don't know this there's some really statistical anomalies here but somehow Odie just cleaned up on the website team make liberty great again has 66 votes on the website the next one after that is the trumple Stillskins with 18 votes that's how big the gap is i'm right behind. that is him. a big gap it's a big one and i'm i'm right behind him with 16 with liberty s pumpkins tbd rico you got three votes right right now on, on the website it was a, a valiant
3: i had wait a minute i had no idea people voted on the website so okay. that's a fifty percent improvement. <laughs> of what I had on the face. This is fantastic news. I threw the roof.
0: You actually had seven <laughs> votes on the forum poll, so you have a total oh. of ten votes, Rico. Ten people. Double digits. Bam. <laughs> Was that your goal? Was that your goal going into the Liberty Draft?
3: I can't believe I got one. So I'm I'm thrilled.
0: <laughs> well, I think you owe that Calvin Horn guy a hundred bucks. So uh, he okay, took his least...
3: vote away. He owes me a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it works? What's the difference. Just make it fifty. The what New kind Year. of
0: Liberty contract is this? I don't know. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, and then I'll just go over all the votes in the forum. Brian had 11 for the Trumple Silskins. Uh, I had 28, and then Odie had – actually, no, I had 4 plus – I had 32, and then Odie had – let's see. Odie had 30. And so it really looked close until I went over to com slash 273, the show notes page for that, the rest of the Liberty draft. That's where you can go to lay out all our teams. We're not going to go over them again now because we've done it ad nauseum on this program. Uh, but yeah uh, that that is where you just cleaned up so uh, odie I, I guess i guess i'll give you a minute to give a little uh, victory speech as much as it might irk me
1: yeah well uh i guess the first thing i would say is i would Ask all of you out there that have voted on the show notes page to come and join the forum because, I mean, it's great to have all these people who are so smart and intelligent and understand what it takes to build a great liberty propaganda team. And they understand the power of Larry Sharp as a as POTUS, as an LP POTUS and Glenn Jacobs as the VP. They understand uh, the power that I have and Scott Horton as a foreign policy mind and the up-and-coming stars I have in the mainstream media, Kristen Tate and uh, Jason Stapleton. I almost forgot about Jason Stapleton, my number two pick. Who, Jason Stapleton? I think I would have won by more, honestly, if there wasn't a huge Jason Stapleton controversy going on right now, which I think scared a couple people away based on some things that went on with his show and in his uh, Facebook group. But anyway, think anyway I won. the
0: Stapleton and, stigma might have brought you down?
1: <laughs> Stap- Staplegate. Staplegate. Isn't that Staplegate. what I called
0: it? Because we're bringing down the ban hammer in his private Facebook group.
1: Maybe. It might it have brought me down a little bit. But you know I just want to say, all of you that voted on the show notes page, get your ass in the Lions of Liberty Forum. Join it on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com. Punch the of Liberty Forum in that search bar at the top. And join it. Do it right now. I
2: wonder. I Yeah, we made the, the blockbuster trade of Judge Knapp for uh, Scott Horton. And I wonder if that actually screwed me over. Because... I thought it was a great trade. I still think it's a great trade. And I still think Trouble Stiltskins is by far the best team. And I'm furious about the results. I'm furious. But you, you crackheads just- out there drinking your goddamn night train and voting for Team Make Liberty Great again. Ridiculous. Got a professional wrestler as a vice presidential candidate. Stupid.
1: God pissed well, me off. If you would on. if you would have put Judge Knapp in the the POTUS or in the VP in slot. The VP. I, I would no. have been worried. I would have been worried.
2: I know, but you know, it just made too much sense having a mash in there with his, with his experience as a legislator to get in at the VP slot and having done so much for Liberty in his role. And I don't give a shit that he wouldn't be in Congress anymore. I swear to God. there's no, I'm, I'm going to clip, for that you know? off. I'm
0: gonna clip that audio off and tweet it to Justin the mash that you don't care if he's not in Congress anymore.
2: No, cause uh, cause he's out there. He's going to be on the presidential ballot. He's going to win it. He's a voice for liberty. Well, Fantastic propaganda he's not team. Trouble yeah. spins
0: lost. So now this is, the, this is the ticket we're going forward with, right? Liberty, right? Everybody out there in Liberty well, land. I'd like, I'd
2: think you, Odie. I want Odie to write letters to, uh, well, I'm sure Larry Sharp will be presidential candidate. I want him to write a letter to Glenn Jacobs asking if he will uh, be the vice president for him in 2020. Want and see what he says. Tell you to stick it up your crawdad maybe hole. Maybe I will. Not maybe happening. I will.
1: I'll write letters to Not all of them. I ha- will assemble my a- team and get a team picture. Yeah, it'll be great.
0: I-, I will say, Odie, and maybe this was a factor, I think your top of your ticket with Larry Sharp and Glenn Jacobs, it might be the most realistic top of the ticket of- that any team presented. Like, I, I mean, I-, I don't think anybody has ever heard of the idea of Vince Vaughn running for president outside of this podcast. Um, you know, I-, I think it might be cool. I think he's somebody that could bring attention to it, but and that, that might have been a big mistake of mine. I, mean, I think a lot of people thought I would have had Tom Woods and uh, Austin Peterson at the top of my ticket. Maybe I should have because I didn't win. So, um, But, yeah, I, I really think that uh, Larry Sharp and Glenn Jacobs – I mean, Larry Sharp, everyone knows he's going to announce a run for governor of New York. Uh, but if he doesn't win that, it probably will raise his profile even more in the libertarian community. And uh, there's a good chance he'll run for either vice president or president. And then Glenn Jacobs, there's been whispers of him, uh, I think, running for mayor um, in his hometown out there in, uh, I believe, in, in Tennessee – or nashville tennessee or close to nashville tennessee I think, yeah i
1: think uh knoxville tennessee Knoxville, there you go
0: yeah they don't do research before our shows here guys come on uh glenn jacobs former guest on this podcast one of the very first guests on this podcast and uh maybe it's time to reach out to old glenn and try to get him back on and maybe ask him about how he feels about about being a part of the the winning team of make Make liberty great again but uh, i do think do you think that was a factor then maybe presenting a, a, a top of the ticket that people actually could see happening
1: I I think that did help me a lot cuz yeah like you said Larry Sharp's name has been floated he's he's you know he's a favorite if if you look in all the uh you know libertarian presidential Facebook groups all the people are clamoring for Larry Sharp to uh to run for LP in 2020 and I think with your team Mark I think people were a little disappointed or maybe they they didn't like the fact that Austin Peterson was put in that mainstream media role. I know you're excited about it and you think it would be a great thing, but I think if you flipped, if you put Tom Woods in that v, in the president slot and Austin in the in the VP slot, I'm pretty sure you would have won.
0: It's it's possible. I mean, it was definitely one of the combinations I considered, and I, I took a riskier maneuver, but one that I think in real <laughs> life would brought bring more attention to the Libertarian Party. So that that's that's what I went with.
2: Well, I know Odie got at least one vote for his team by adding Marianne uh, Copenhaver. Somebody in the forum commented about that. that oh, I didn't see that. Top. What did they say? <laughs> Just that, that was like that that put Odie's team over the top. And I was like, really? Marianne Copenhaver. Nice. That's who put him over the Libertarian top. Libertarian Girl. All right. <laughs> Rico, real quick, I want to talk about Rico's team. Rico, you know, early on had a yeah, decent team. It was very heavy on the uh the personality side. But then he added, you know, John Mackey in there, Daniel McAdams. And, uh, somebody was saying that his late picks, that's like the guy, uh, the guy who dropped his, who took his vote away. Um, what's his face? He said that that way his late picks hurt him. And I thought what Rico's late picks wrong better with than that his early hits. picks. I don't know. I thought they were better than the early that's picks
3: nonsense. Yeah. People clearly don't know what they're talking about and they're, yeah, I mean, should be kicked Rico out of the forum. Rico had, had the
0: star-studded team. He had, uh. The controversial dual picks at once of the um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone and, and the a- Koch brothers, <laughs> Koch brothers, Adam Carolla, a lot, a lot of big time powerhouses, but uh, not a ton of of philosophical liberty in there. Although towards the end, like you said, that's what you got. You got Thomas C. Lorenzo, you got Daniel McAdams. You started to to sprinkle a little bit of that a bit of that stuff there in the end, but I guess just it just wasn't enough.
3: And I seriously upgraded my mainstream uh, media female host from a non-libertarian to a libertarian, so that should help. That's right. uh, I
0: I guess I should say in the uh, off-air, Rico (laughs) signed a free agent because he he had um, cut Liz Wall, this uh, Russian propagandist chick or whatever, (laughs) who he didn't do much research on and realized was terrible. And uh, I guess I I allowed him to once again circumvent the rules because why not at this point?
3: It's a fantasy draft. There's always <laughs> waiver wire pickups. What the hell?
1: Which, wow. by the way, that's that's a great pickup. I totally forgot about Lauren Southern. She's a. Uh, yeah, me too. She's intense. She's out there. She's in people's faces. She's getting urine dumped on her at She's protests. Like
2: female uh, Milo yabba, blah, 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 Exactly. Yeah. She's
0: a real firecracker. That's for sure. Yeah, she really, I mean, she doesn't go, she probably doesn't go to the kind of extremes he does to offend, but she doesn't shy away from them either. She doesn't dress up in, like, you know, Native American outfits and, like, stuff like that to, just to piss people off. But she goes. Maybe
2: in the bedroom she does. Maybe I she don't does. know. <laughs> the things I wear in the bedroom would shock people.
0: Oh, we're really starting off the new year. Honestly. Moving a on. note here, guys. <laughs> Moving on to what? I don't have a show
3: format. You? Oh, yeah. oh,
2: crap. I was going to say yeah, one thing I want to talk about real quick. Uh, I, I don't think we've talked about Mad Dog Mathis. I kind of want to talk a little bit about him and Trump's appointment um, and how you guys think that's going to look as far as the interactions in the Middle East.
0: Well, there's some good and some bad of, of Mathis. Um, one, I guess... I don't know if it's good or bad. Actually, some people would say it's bad. A lot of people say it's bad that he's a general because there's supposed to be a separation between generals and you know the civilian side of, of government. Um, I could see, and I've heard the other argument, which I don't know. I I, I might kind of actually lean more towards that one. I don't necessarily think because you're a general it means you want to go to war. Um, c- certainly, there are generals that seem to want to go to war, but uh, Mathis, from from what I've read about him, he actually does see the danger of. of overreaching and too many interventions and uh you know it doesn't doesn't think going to iraq was a good idea even though he was involved in it because he was doing his job as a, as a general um and he and i think the most important positive that st- stands out for me is that he's apparently convinced trump that torture was bad <laughs> it's too bad someone had to convince him of that after he was elected president but right that, that's the well the, you
2: know, it's like there's hey, one of my favorite things and we can link to this in the show notes is like there's this great you know, there's all these quotes from him and they're great quotes and half of them are like, you know, you go, ah, but some of them are like, you know, I come in peace. I didn't bring artillery, but I'm pleading with you with tears in my eyes. If you fuck with me, I'll kill you all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but at least he's saying like, hey, you know, don't you know, don't don't uh, don't start. No shit won't be no shit. You know, like, yeah, yeah.
0: he basically seems to be like, we should not go around starting things. Uh, We should not mess with people. But if someone messes with us, Lord help, then we will destroy and rain fire and hell upon them. That basically seems to be his general philosophy. That, so here's, a couple,
3: here's a no, couple God. of quotes that are entertaining. Ooh, Matt, um, Rico, Rico always yes. bringing the, the fun facts
0: and the awesome. quotes. I love it.
3: He said, the first time you blow someone away is not an insignificant event. That said, there are some assholes in the world that just need to be shot. <laughs>
2: Now, there's some other ones. Let me read this other one. That's great. There's nothing better than getting shot at and missed. It's really great. (laughs) Anyway, a lot of these quotes from the guy, it seems to be the same concept. And that basic concept is that America has incredible destructive capability, but we don't want to use it unless we absolutely have to. And he does seem to buy into that mindset more than a lot of other people, especially for a guy that's been in the Middle East a lot. So, you know, he knows what's going on there. He knows the kind of way the people think, but he's still of the mindset of, look, better to not engage militarily if we don't have to. But then if we do have to, don't do this half-ass kind of shit where you're, you know, you're, you're putting little forces and fighting little insurgent wars and arming people that are going to turn it against you. It's more just if it gets to the point where we have to go into action, go big.
0: I mean, considering the the fact we're probably not going to get like a a libertarian peacenik as as the secretary of defense, you know, considering the possible options, someone like Mattis seems like not that bad of an option, considering that we're not, we are going to get someone that is not like completely anti-war, obviously.
1: Surprisingly, and I, th- I think I talked about this on that Felony Friday with Rico when we talked about Jeff Sessions, but surprisingly, Jeff Sessions has changed his foreign policy in the past, I don't know, a couple of years. Yeah. Apparently, he has an advisor who I'm not going to say is is a Ron Paul Republican, but is sympathetic to Ron Paul's views. And he's convinced Jeff Sessions against these foreign interventions, uh, nation building, re- regime change. But unfortunately, they put Jeff Sessions in the attorney general role. But I anyway, I, I, I'm hoping that it, you know Trump's not going to you know, well, follow sure Jeff Sessions' the- advice and – attack all the states that legalize legalized marijuana and but you can anyone. learn
0: all about jeff sessions on the felony friday podcast episode that Odie and rico did that was episode number 49 so you can find that Odie, where can they find episode 49 of felony friday
1: ah uh, god that's at uh, lines of slash ff49 uh, nice. i couldn't have teach you
0: up for anything easier
1: Come on. <laughs> did you call the episode
2: confessions with sessions no i did should have first? i should
0: have asked you that's great this opportunity Nope, it's called is Jeff Sessions coming for your marijuana, which I actually like a lot, too, because I, I actually picture like <laughs> Jeff Sessions peering in. Well, not my window necessarily, but someone's window that might have marijuana in their home. Uh, Jeff Sessions just peering in and like reaching in, in the middle of the night and taking the weed and running off. That's what I'm Jeff thinking. Sessions.
3: Uh, Christmas break has consisted exclusively of conducting no knock raids on all his neighbors. <laughs> <laughs>
2: By the way, what are the, what positions are still open that Trump has to appoint people well, to? All of do we them, know? Technically,
0: right? Doesn't, doesn't Congress approve well, a lot I, of these guys? Not yeah, all of them. Yeah, they do.
2: But you know, I mean, I I can't I can't foresee a lot of that happening. Maybe I mean, Rand wanted to to stand up against a few of them, which may happen. I but, got one uh, we can
0: talk about because this is one that people, a lot of people are outraged and worried and concerned about and that is this rex tillerson character and as far as i can tell the main reason people are worried about tillerson is because he was uh, an ex ceo of exxon Mobil. therefore he's in the oil industry therefore he's evil because everyone knows fossil fuels are evil and he he has had nice things to say about vladimir putin Heaven forbid our t- highest diplomatic figure would say nice things about the, the other most powerful countries out there. So uh, I, I don't see that. I'm not saying that means he's a great guy because I don't know enough about, about the, the person. Uh, but I don't see anything that stands out as, as from, from those specific criticisms as being necessarily terrible. Do you guys? I,
1: I think at least, uh, you know, just the outrage here, it points out just how irrational people on the left are. I mean, you look at Rex Tillerson. He's the CEO of. It might be the largest gas and oil company in the world. And people are upset that he's having you know relations, he's doing uh, business deals with Russia, which probably has the highest amount of fossil fossil fuels, highest amount of oil and gas out of any country in the world. So it's just completely insane that he wouldn't have a good rapport with them. Of course he would. He has to. That's his job. That's his job is being the CEO of ExxonMobil. It's just it, – I don't even understand how how people can criticize that. I mean I understand how they can but how can they how can they get away with it? Would you expect I, something else? I mean, I'm
3: trying to figure out who – what is acceptable criteria. Do you have to be a person who hates every other country um, and is ready to go to war with every other country and has no – Dealings that, with that, every other country. I mean, what I guess,
0: neocons and Republicans, and uh, apparently Democrats now want—they want people that are going to come in and say we're going to bomb Russia, and that's what we're going to do.
3: Once I see <laughs> McCain and Lindsey Graham come out against someone, I can know nothing about them. I'm like, well, they must be good. Yeah, right. They like yeah, exactly. reverse vet them for me, so. Well, I was also
2: I was also very happy about Trump. So I, I don't have the name and I, I'm afraid to use my Internet lest it jack up my uh, my vocal transmission here. But the also the guy that he had appointed that uh, would be overseeing the um, department. The uh, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The Environmental Protection Agency, because obviously that guy, he's like, well, I questioned the role of the EPA. He wants to scale back a lot of the agency's abilities because basically they're redundant with a lot of other agencies and what they're doing. And I'm like, great. Sounds good. Reign it in, you know, cut back on your ability to regulate the shit out of everything. Sounds wonderful, but everybody's hand wringing all, all the all the progressives are like, "Oh my god, he's going to set the hair on fire," you know. Scott Pruitt, that's the Scott uh, Pruitt. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah, and So I mean, nice. he seems
2: like a good candidate to me.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, people are saying, "Oh no, he's terrible because he challenged the EPA in court and he's also uh uh-oh. Uh-oh, a wait denier. for it. A climate change skeptic.
3: Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, hey, yeah, idiots! Exactly. We should all be climate change skeptics because New York's supposed to be underwater right now, according to Al Gore. Okay. For well, it's God's like sakes.
2: I think Odie posted in the forum about you know Scott Adams, and I had a big argument with a buddy of mine just recently about this exact thing. Scott Adams posted this this challenge and saying, "Find me one person that supports the global warming theory." And uh, or the not even a theory, it's not proven. Specific, but that,
0: that actually says models are can, the are models accurate. work. A scientist yeah. that says models are accurate. Find one
2: because. I had the exact same thing. And Adam says, you know, everybody, they all say, oh, 97% of scientists have this consensus, which is also BS. But it's like, fine, even if they all believe that it's happening. Yeah, find one model. find me one person that says, yes, this model is accurate. And you can't because they're all wrong. And by an exceptional degree, like you said, New York should be underwater. All this shit should be going wrong. And none of it is. So how can we buy in wholeheartedly into something that has been nowhere even remotely close to what they said would happen in any way?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And I, and that doesn't mean – and people try to conflate. If you say what you just said and say these – these predictions are ridiculous and exaggerated, and we shouldn't be ripping out the third word's ability to have energy because of it. If you say something like that, people will conflate it to, oh, you're denying science. I'm like, you can, you can agree that CO2 and the carbon process and all of that exists, and the greenhouse f- effect exists to a degree, and, 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 you know, acknowledge that, and still say, that doesn't mean the world's coming to an end, and it doesn't mean that any of these predictions you guys have made are r- remotely based in reality because they're not.
1: And, and you can also point out that the pr- proposed solutions, which is like the, the Paris Accords or how they're you know trying to get each country to bring down their CO2 emissions to a certain level, which, by the way, the Paris Accord is a complete joke. There's no teeth to it. China signed it and they promised to get their emissions levels down to some ridiculous level by like 2020. And they're still building like new coal-powered plants. So they, they don't give a shit. But it's uh, – it's like two different arguments. You, you can say that the solution, this uh, government-run, this this state solution, global state solution, I mean, it's it's not going to work. It's even if that, even if it was proven that if we just reduced CO2 emissions, that all of a sudden it would fix everything, that's not going to happen. So you'll have to start talking about a different solutions. Uh, We're not even taking into
2: account too. Like you look at Germany and their energy costs ever since they adopted this this whole oh we got to rein it in and go all you know all renewable solar and wind and all you know solar and and ocean. They have the highest energy costs anywhere, basically in the in the entire world. Anywhere it like tripled because you can't just rip out your infrastructure on on these basically like like coal like all these other power sources fossil fuels and then to say okay overnight we're going to do it it would cause a massive Massive surge in power prices for people, not only in the third world, but here in America, people would see their cost for energy just skyrocket, and that's just not gonna fly. So you can't say, yes, we're just gonna do it overnight and ignore the consequence of the action. So yeah, anyway, getting back to the main point, I'm very happy about the appointment of the of this character into uh, Trump's cabinet.
0: If for no other reason than to see people just get pissed off and hyperbolic about it. That's probably my favorite aspect of Trump <laughs> is he has the ability to pick people and to do things that just drive the left and just people just completely batty. It's almost like he picks people to troll. I, I also like his, his pick <laughs> of uh, of Betsy Davos uh, for a tep- uh, Secretary of Education. Uh, she's a big proponent of homeschooling and thinks uh, public education is basically just not something that should exist. <laughs> I don't know if she actually right. said it, ha- has said it in that way, but she's basically made statements implying that like yeah ideally we wouldn't even have public education. So of course the left is in fits about this. Meanwhile or that we shouldn't have the department of education really. Uh meanwhile the left is in fits over it because it ba- basically it seems like if you don't have the left's vision of full state control of of something through the, one of these agencies, they don't think you should be allowed to be in the agency. I think it's great that he's electing people that he's putting people in that are actually against the agencies that they are a- appointed to. I think that's a fantastic thing. It's a wonderful thing. And I love the Rick Perry pick to be the uh, the head of the Energy Department because that is actually the department. If you remember way back in the in the when he was running for president, he couldn't remember one of the departments he wanted to eliminate, and it was actually the Department of Energy, which is just fantastic. So that's again, <laughs> a, literally just a troll move putting him in charge of that. It's 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 fascinating if nothing else.
1: Have, have you guys rewatched that clip from that debate with Rick Perry? He actually looked at Ron Paul like. <laughs> yeah, For help. Ron, What, 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 what am I thinking help? about, Ron? And Ron was like, the EPA? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: he's like, Ron, you want to uh, end everything, so can you toss me a couple here? Uh, help
2: me out, By the way, didn't you hear – did anybody else hear that something about uh, Ron Paul? He was in – it's in some sort of rumored position that Trump was considering. Maybe it was par, like some sort of foreign policy advisor.
0: I think that was nonsense.
1: <laughs> the only thing that I heard, and it's not going to happen, was – it was rumored or it's probably not even a rumor. Probably someone's probably made it. Probably fake news. Probably that fake news. Probably Alex Jones <laughs> Obama's going to get on it. He just started a, an agency to deal with fake
0: news. Let me tell you something. Judge Andrew Napolitano was seen going into Trump Towers. I have insider information that Donald Trump is going to appoint Andrew Napolitano as the the next next Supreme Court justice. That is real news right here from InfoWars. Now buy this vitamin water. Oh.
2: By the way, if that did ever happen, that out. would automatically make Trump the most liberty-friendly president of our lifetime.
1: It would, but, but the the position was it was to, to uh, nominate him for the uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve Board, which no way in hell they would let Ron Paul on that. But they would probably disband know. the Federal Reserve before they let him Not on. Happening. And I, I think he, <laughs> Wouldn't that be the end result if Ron Paul did end up being in there I, anyway? I, I don't see any <laughs> other result that could happen. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine those meetings? He would just he, be trolling just them the entire Put
3: everyone time. on vacation, like, you can go home today. I don't would just love
2: back. it. He'd walk in day number one, and like you know the old school signs on restaurants that are open and closed. Ron Paul just walks in, turns the sign from closed, and then walks out of the building.
0: <laughs> oh, that would be amazing.
2: <laughs> sorry Fed's <laughs> closed moose out front should have told you
0: and one more thing i want to touch on with trump here and then maybe we'll take a quick break but uh what do you guys think of Trump's trump's n- tweet about nukes he said he tweeted out oh, the yeah. united states must greatly strengthen and expand its nuclear capability until such time as the world comes to its senses regarding nukes this is a very interesting tweet to me actually because a lot of people are, are are really hyperbolically upset about it and i, I Understandably, including libertarians that he's basically trying to launch a, a new cold war here, and maybe that is what he's doing, but as we've learned with Trump, he always has a ulterior motive he it's never exactly what you think you're seeing when you when you're reading his words and I find it really interesting that he and then he ends that with as the world comes to its senses regarding nukes it's almost like he's saying we should end nuc- we should end nuclear weapons. But it's almost like a, the, mat, the Mad Dog Mathis thing. He's like, ideally, we wouldn't have this at all. But uh, as long as everyone else out there does, don't f with us because we're gonna have the biggest mother effing nukes you can imagine. It sounds like it's that that same kind of idea. But uh, I don't know. What, what do you guys think of this whole thing? I don't. Do you well,
2: I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I had this exact. This is the one topic too I had written down. But why don't we take a break and let people hold a cliffhanger and then come back and talk about it?
0: I think we'll do just that. We'll be right back, folks. This is Chris Spangle, and I am the host of We Are Libertarians, which you can find in iTunes, Google Play, or at WeAreLibertarians.com. We are a podcast that brings you all of the irreverence that modern politics deserves by examining current events from a libertarian perspective. So please check us out at WeAreLibertarians.com.
2: Hey, everyone. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad is liberty. Each week, we strive to bring you the best guests in talk radio. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad delivers weekly interviews of noteworthy politicians, experts, and activists. The Johnny Rocket Launchpad is bringing the party to the Libertarian Party and launching ideas in your direction. Check us out at johnnyrocketlaunchpad.com and you can hear me, Kurt Nelson, and the beautiful Heather Nixon talk about the ideas of liberty rock and roll.
0: And we are back, and be sure to check out our great sponsors, so many other great libertarian podcasts out there. I know you love them, but you love this one first. So, of course, finish this program before you go check it around. And we are back. And Brian, you left us with a cliffhanger. Your thoughts on Trump's tweet about nuclear weapons?
2: Well, I think you hit the nail on the head a bit with what you were saying There is It's it's so interesting to me how Trump is constantly playing like both sides. And you, every single thing he says, you have to analyze it and overanalyze it again. And then when you think you haven't figured out, you're like, But maybe because when I first read it, I was of the party going, what the hell is this? Especially because he's been in such kind of friendly, you know, friendly place with Putin. And you think, "Okay, great. The the relation with Russia is going to be fantastic. And then he's like, "Nah, we need to ramp up production. We need to get our nuclear arms race going again. So and then, of course, Putin's like, no, we don't need to do that anymore. Probably because they they can't afford to do it. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, get it. Long story short, I think that. I'm not a fan of the statement, even though I do agree with you that maybe it's something where he's like, well, yeah, coming around at the end of the day, we need to end nuclear war altogether and get rid of all the nukes. But it seems to me it's a very strong posturing position saying, look, America, you know, we got to have the strongest of everything. And I think he actually will try to ramp that up.
0: I mean, as am I making any
2: sense? This cold is making me it make making me think hard hard
0: thoughts. I typically don't think he makes <laughs> sense, but I mean, I, I thing I'm, is everything with Trump is a negotiation. We know that, so I I think to for to Donald Trump, this is his first salvo in some future negotiation about arms with whether it's Russia, whether it's China. That's what this is in his mind. I don't know the deeper meaning behind it, and maybe there is no deeper meaning behind it. Rico, I be, I, I I imagine you might be skeptical.
3: Um, no, I actually I kind of when I first saw this, I wasn't like freaked out, like, you know, the whole uh, MSNBC cr- uh, crowd was because I, I thought it's once again, it's classic Trump saying something that people will feel is outrageous and then kind of walking it back. And the other thing I thought was this was aimed at Russia, who everyone is accusing him of, you know, basically kowtowing to When Putin had, I believe, recently talked about strengthening their nuclear capabilities to penetrate any kind of nuclear shield that the West might have. So then Trump is almost kind of daring him in a sense. And I believe, you know, eventually Putin may walk back. So this may ultimately just be kind of a a foreign policy negotiation through Twitter that is beneficial so it's it's a new method of, you know, kind of puffing out his chest and being the bully and seeing the other guy back down.
1: What about that's, this, this? overall? That's the life. best part about about Trump. He does all his diplomacy through Twitter. What what do you guys think about that? Because that seems
0: to be just a a larger criticism of people saying, "Oh, the president shouldn't be out tweeting. The president shouldn't be tweeting." I think it's refreshing as all hell that the president is not. We're not hearing from uh, like Obama. You hear him through carefully filtered sound bites. You hear him, uh, you know, in a carefully rehearsed, carefully scripted interview or at a press conference or you know something very controlled. Whereas Trump just like spits some shit out on Twitter. It's just like it's very refreshing. Man, I don't think it's the end of the world that some people think think
1: it's. I think it's awesome, and I think it, it's it's the way things are going in society. I mean, everyone overshares everything. Why not the president? Why shouldn't the president overshare everything? I think well, it's just the, the way it's, that, it's the man. way the world's going, and the media hates it obviously because it it takes away. You know, they were the gatekeepers before. Now they're no longer the gatekeepers. Trump can go right out and talk to millions of people just by sending out a little tweet. That's yeah, true. I mean,
2: there is, like I said, there is some danger to that, though. And I, and I do I, I have to think he'll be a little bit more careful about it, probably as he gets deeper into negotiations, actually having the ability to do some of the things that uh, people are worried about him doing. But, yeah, it's great to see him kind of doing that. It's wonderful to to see a president interact with people directly like that. Um, I mean, hell, I'd rather see him tweet stuff than go on uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live and sing karaoke like freaking Obama does. That pisses me off. That was the only thing I liked about Obama. Uh, I just kidding. So I'm bad. kidding. So, I mean, that's like that's like, like, you know, look, I understand he's trying to be more of a, a people's president, despite the fact that he had the most closed administration ever. But, uh, you know, I, I, I thought that was unpresidential. I'm like, really, you're going to be joking around and doing this stupid, stupid shit on TV that, in my opinion, makes you look weaker and worse than tweeting out random once in a while, crazy things like Trump does.
0: Yeah, I can't say any of any of it bothers me. Although I, I have to say, I do, would really love to see Trump doing karaoke on like a late night talk show. <laughs> that would crack me up. Can that happen? She's please? a
2: lady. there? you Whoa, think Trump who, is going
0: to go on talk shows? Like Obama was the first president to really like hit talk shows, hit all the hip cool shows big time. I'm wondering if Trump's going to do that, or he's going to be like, nah, Twitter's my thing. Maybe on
3: Twitter. Maybe he'll just make his own talk show, oh and he'll just God. preempt. He'll just <laughs> yeah. have a contract with like well, you know, CBS, the, and like, we're, we're going to preempt.
0: <laughs> there were those rumors of Trump TV, of that be the, being the real reason he ran this campaign, and that you know because it was all to set up this Trump TV. What if that is still the plan? What if he's just going to do it from the White House, like that every day? He'll have like an hour-long Donald Trump show, followed by lots of twi- tweets.
1: We'll just da- daily vlog on YouTube.
2: I'd watch. I hope it's like the Osbournes, and they just follow them around. <laughs> and he does have Trunk going, Ivanka! All the time.
0: Why would he yell at his daughter like that?
2: Uh, she's going to be part I of his
0: cabinet.
2: Uh, on some level. I thought she was going to be there all the time. How about uh, her the flying jet blue? The yeah, I know, right? saving yellow. money. These fucking progressives i swear to god they got uh, they were all up saying oh yeah yeah look at how ha, 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 look at uh, this uh, ivanka get yelled at on jet blue and i'm like are you kidding me this is, uh, why would you celebrate something like this somebody being accosted in a private space she's not doing anything to anybody and you're gonna go scream at her on an airplane and be like yeah this is wonderful it's like if this if the situation was flip-flopped you would be losing your goddamn
1: minds andy is a liberal i mean she's not even like a least bit conservative She's the one that's steering Trump towards uh, all of these, you know, state, you know, government solutions for for maternity care, and yeah, right.
2: And also, should people be happy she's flying commercial rather than taking the private Trump jet around? Yeah, you would think they so? Can't win. It's like you can't win either way. No matter what they do, if in the progressive mindset, they're going to demonize any action by Trump uh, or his family at this point.
0: You know, she committed a very serious crime, and that is uh, being the daughter of Hitler. So, yeah. Yes, yes. That's what happens. Um, all right, moving along, uh, we do have some things to do. Mr. Rico, a very important man, he's he's got to head out the door soon. But uh, as we tease at the beginning of the show, we do have an announcement to make. It's actually a, a multi-layered announcement. We're probably going to be rolling out several announcements over the next few weeks because we have a lot of big plans for Liberty. Um, but it starts with this one. And this is a, a slight tweak to our show format. As you know, you've got... Currently three episodes a week. You got two episodes of our, our sort of our flagship program on Monday and Wednesday where you'll either have interviews with people like Nicholas Sirwark or Austin Peterson or many of the other names I have had in the Liberty Movement, Jesse Ventura, Ron Paul, all sorts of them. You can go find the whole list over at Liberty.com slash podcast for the full archive of the history of this program. But uh, we are going to be expanding some things in a slightly different direction soon, and you're still going to hear from me. You're going to hear from me every single Monday uh, when you'll get, again, another interview, a roundtable like the one you're hearing now. And then on Friday, you're still going to have John Odermatt's weekly look at the broken criminal justice system. But we are going to do something a little different on Wednesday, and that is going to be a new project headlined by Mr. Brian McWilliams here. So, Brian, why don't you let everyone know what you've got coming for us?
2: All right, thank you. I shall, guys. Super exciting. Yes, your, your your favorite person on this podcast, hands down, will have his own show. It's going to be called Electric Liberty Land, and it's going to be a mixture of things. It's going to be mostly focused on current news items. We don't have a show right now that really gets, uh, gives us an opportunity to react quickly to things in the news cycle. So this is going to be a weekly look at things that are going through our news cycle from a liberty perspective. It's going to have some comedy. As you know, I do some stand-up comedy. I've got a lot of comedian friends, so I'm going to bring some of them on, as well as your favorite people from our podcast. And we'll do a little sketch comedy. We'll do a little everything on this show. We're also going to have the very popular feature, uh, Rand Pauluses and Minuses. Rand Pauluses and Minuses. We'll bring that back now and then. We're going to have Trump or Dump looking at our new president once he gets into office. So it's going to be an exciting fun time. Hopefully you will tune in every Wednesday and hopefully my thought processes will be more coherent than they are right now in my cold, riddled mind.
0: All right. So three distinct sort of feels to three different shows every week you're going to get here on Lions of Liberty. And like I said, this is really just phase one. Uh, As many of you know, have listened to the program. I've been a freelancer for many, many years. It's allowed me the freedom and flexibility to really have a lot of time to put into this. Uh, I recently accepted Much to my chagrin, not not really my chagrin, but it it was the right decision, I think, for me. But I did accept the full time job, so I don't quite have as much flexibility as I did before. Uh, But in some ways, it's actually I think going to give me a little more freedom, especially with Brian taking the load off of one of these days here. And uh, and hopefully, I'll be taking many loads. Oh yeah, you will. And hopefully, this will actually allow us to focus and expand in some other areas and do a lot of other things we've been meaning to get to. You know, a lot of you've been asking how you can contribute to the program. Where can you buy T-shirts? How can you uh you know how can you be a subscriber? to the show and contributing financially people ask us these things all the time and we've just been oh i don't know we don't have time for that because we've been so busy just trying to get these podcasts up and and keep up with that so hopefully um that will allow me the time to sort of focus on some of that back end stuff that we've really been meaning to get to and expect some further announcements about all these things coming soon
1: in 2017 so
0: that's exciting stuff
1: hopefully very soon hopefully uh yeah, I don't think it's going to take till June. Yeah, I no, think no, we're talking su- the next, than the that, next yeah. month
0: or so. So stay very tuned. But for now, <laughs> we'll we'll be getting a, uh, and that that starts this coming Wednesday, Brian, two days from now. So
2: I know, unbelievable, Get right? Excited. So there you go, quick turnaround, guys.
0: <laughs> Get excited.
2: And Rico, of course, will continue his uh, his show, the Pressed Ham Hour, where he just. Slams his ass cheeks up against whatever hotel room he happens to be in uh, right against the window facing downtown. So Rico, keep up the good work.
3: I was going to say, I'm the only one on here without my own podcast.
0: (laughs) You could be (laughs) a regular. You'll be a regular on Electric
2: Liberty You're
3: a swing man. man. You're a
0: rotating guy. We're just going to you're going to be on more shows than anybody is. The the funny thing about this doesn't
3: sound like a good deal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to use and abuse you. You're like the most popular. You're like our Kramer. You just pop in, get, get, get get the cheap laughs and get out of there.
3: We should be
2: you should be like the rotating news guy. You can be Skips Butterworth. I'm <laughs>
0: Scoops. Scoops. Uh, Scoops
2: Butterworth. That's right. Rico's investigative Scoops Butterworth. With alter the news. Ego. Scoops butterworth. Yeah, my, my my name.
3: secondary nickname.
0: <laughs> the nickname to his nickname. Oh boy. It's, it's quite a tangled web we leave. All right, guys. Uh, do we want to make quick liberty predictions for twenty seventeen? While we're here, while we're in a new year, while we're starting a new show format, why don't we start with you, Odie? You got any any predictions about <laughs> liberty in the year coming forward? Any any good, good, bad, anything?
1: Hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's no like no real elections this year, per se, but uh, I will say, I guess I could, I think I, did I already do a prediction once? Maybe not. I don't remember if they went no, after Naughty or the Nice, but together, man. And anyway, I, I think Donald Trump will, uh, I don't know if I want to say it this way. I, I don't think Donald Trump is going to be the Donald Trump that the left thinks he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be tyrannical. I don't think he's going to start wars. I think in the next year, People will start to see that he is a populist. He's not a libertarian, but he's a populist, and being a populist is better than being Hitler. I think I might have said that.
0: Better. Well, actually, it's yeah. probably better than Hitler. Although you could say Hitler probably. Is a, was a but I guess
1: Hitler was kind of a populist at the start, so maybe not. I don't know. Keep your eye on Donald Trump. Let's us let's, <laughs> stay with that.
0: Brian, any liberty predictions here?
1: I'm going to make a
2: very bold, bold prediction for liberty. Ready. My prediction is that the Lions of Liberty podcast will be at four episodes a week by the end of the year.
0: Oh God! What are you setting oh, us shit. up for?
2: <laughs> Rico's <Anarchy>. new show, <laughs> pain and anarchy. The, the, <laughs> the, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I agree with Odie. I think uh, I think Trump's going to be much better than than people think he will be. At the same time, I think that um, I think uh, the mass you know, kind of the, all of the momentum behind the liberal, excuse me, legalization of marijuana is going to slow. Um, I don't have a sneaking feeling for that. So I think on that side of things, it's going to slow down a bit, but I think that the overall emphasis on the drug war will also slow. So things are going to continue to get better on that side of things as far as um, the law side of things and people going to jail for the, for marijuana crimes. But I think overall legalization is not going to happen within the next year.
1: At the yeah, that's level. that's really an area to uh, to watch here with with Jeff Sessions. He's such a wild card. And it's going to how much uh, control is he going to have over how much influence is he going to have mm-hmm. over Donald Trump's uh, policy there?
0: All right, Rico, any big predictions for 2017 for Liberty?
1: <laughs>
3: well, thanks for asking. And I'm going to say everyone will be disappointed in the t- first year of the Donald Trump administration um, not that well, he is who's going everyone? In-
0: because right now everyone thinks he's Hitler. So are they going to think he's going to be worse than Hitler?
3: <laughs> no. Okay. So the people that are optimistic that he, there may be some, you know, libertarian leaning ideas coming from the Trump administration, the left will complain about anything and everything. So I'm kind of dismissing them from this prediction, but I predicting that the hopeful the Trump administration will be let down a little bit. I don't see very much changing um, from the Obama administration. I, I think many things are just going to continue on as they have from president to president. The war on drugs will continue. The involvement in the Middle East will continue. Um, civil rights will not be, and when I say that, I mean like the kind of dispute between police and you know, maybe the Black Lives Matter movement or, or however you want to deem opposition, nothing re- really will be resolved in a satisfactory way. So I'm predicting letdown. <laughs>
2: That's a very Rico thing to predict. I was just going to say that.
0: <laughs> that is a very Rico thing to say. I predict general malaise and letdowns. <laughs> a bit. Um, I'm going to predict that. I, I really want to do the, the marijuana thing, but you guys kind of hit that a bit. Although I do think that Sessions... Sessions is tough. I I, I don't know. I want to predict that he's not going to be as bad as we think he might be, but there's really nothing in his history to indicate that. It's more that I don't think Trump gives a shit about marijuana and is fine to let states do what they want. And I don't think Jeff Sessions is going to was brought into the Trump administration to go rogue and and do his own thing. So I still think I do feel like Trump is going to guide him there and then to a hopefully a more hands-off policy i think that's that's the best we can hope with jeff sessions is, is hands off i don't know if we're going to see extra extraordinary progress or anything like that um but uh, hopefully they they keep the hands-off thing and let the states do their thing i think it's probably the best scenario we can hope for uh but i i, I do want to predict that i do think i think we're going to see moves toward better relations with some countries uh including maybe not including china <laughs> They're but they're they're never going to be a friendly country. Um, in, in that sort of sense. And I think we're going to have like some, some sort of trade deal made with Russia. And I think Tillerson is actually going to be, be a very good secretary of state. That's, that's a very vague prediction, I guess, but I don't know. How do you, how do you, how do you make precise predictions of these things?
1: One easy prediction is the world is not going to end because Donald Trump talked with Taiwan and he might continue to talk with him.
0: This is true. All right, folks. Well, I think we've, we've chatted enough here about the new year. Now, now that I've got a full week to rest between shows, this is pretty exciting. Having a little extra, extra time in my hands here, but be sure to tune in this coming Wednesday for the debut of Electric Liberty Land. It's going to be exciting, folks. I'm excited to have a little bit of a uh, current events uh, sort of analysis. That's something that I think a lot of people thought might be lacking here on the podcast. So that's, that's going to address that need. And as always, on Friday, we're going to continue our look at the weekly criminal justice system. And Odie, I'm actually going to be a guest on Felony Friday this week. So that's exciting.
1: I'm excited. <laughs> All right.
0: We hope you guys are all as excited about this podcast, about the ideas of liberty. Please head over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button. Head over to Stitcher, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave a great review and get ready because we got a lot more coming for you in 2017. Until next time, folks,
1: live long and live free.